Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Good afternoon and welcome into Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Betta, sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, Nathan Zagura. Gibba! Yeah, why don't you just take Uno. my computer? Big Drew! Why don't you finish putting in your give 10 hours? I'm trying. I, I'm I, aware. I'm, I yeah. care about the community. Yeah, me too. You know what I believe? Oh, here comes a spin. The children are our future. <laughs> Teach them well and let them lead the That's way. Right. That's right. Except... Leading to my laptop, logging me out, yeah. taking 10 minutes to log in because yeah. somehow you don't know how to write your email address. Well, apparently there were a lot of subtle nuances there. It was sad that it was such a challenge, but where you've got in it now, and, and now we're rolling. And in this commercial break, I'm going to be done with it. That's fine. I'm not going to be on my computer. It'll be great. Everything's going to be great. You, what do you need a computer for? You are, you're a human computer. I'm not. I'm definitely not. You're more of an observer at times. That's what I was today. I was not aware of homework assignments. <laughs> I can assure you. I won't that. tell you guys what meeting we were in, but we were in a meeting today. And I guess they wanted people to prepare ideas for this meeting. I was not aware. Were you aware? In all fairness, were you aware? No, but I also got to go last. You, you were at the back I of came the up line. With an, I came with ideas in two seconds. Three people in. I'm like, oh, my God. The he's synapses gonna ask just started firing. I'm like, oh, and man, I, am I got not, an idea. I am not ready for this. I'm, I was... I had four other things in my mind that I was doing outside of that yeah, meeting. Yeah, right. And, yeah, I uh, had two ideas, no problem. But give me, come to give in. He's like, well, I don't know. I'm not don't sugarcoating. I'm not going like, to throw out crap. He's like, I don't know. I really have any ideas. He's like, I'm, I'm going to consider no. myself. Hold on. The line you used was, I'm going to consider myself more of an observer for this meeting. <laughs> I was, <laughs> was unbelievable. Was I wrong? Where's Drew? Get Drew on camera. <laughs> I, was, I was not wrong. There he is. Thumbs up. There it is. Yeah, there it is, big Drew. All right. Uh, we got a little bit of news. Here in Berea, and then we're going to get to uh, some fun stuff. Oh, sure. hold on. I can't. I would be remiss if I didn't. I want to dedicate today's show to my wife. It's our fifth wedding anniversary today. That's right. February 15th, 2019. Saint Miss K. The great Miss Putting K. up with you if you do this on a daily basis. I thought you were just going to be an observer, not a commentator. Nope, I'm in now. Well, stifling my joy. That was a beautiful moment that you just wrote, by the way. It was emotional. I, I heard you could feel the emotion from the radio world. I'm very happy for you. I wish right, you a happy anniversary. Thank you. You did. You're very kind. Very kind. Yeah. I just yeah, so I, I called her a saint for dealing with you. That's all. Then you go right back to it. Back to the well. All right. So yeah. So fifth wedding anniversary, and then we'll be uh, heading back. You're to, on uh, assignment too. On assignment. Uno and I are hosting shows next week. I can't wait. Tyvis Powell's on assignment. I reached dialed. out to him. TP's like Gibbs. Uh, I'm like, all right. 
Well, luckily, I didn't decide to take vacation this week either. We. I'm going to be dialed for Uno. What do you mean? You got great ideas of how to fill time. Victory Monday shows. That, that's what shows. I was doing when I realized that all of a sudden I was going to need to pivot and come up with things for the meeting I was currently in. You should have done it. Your your idea. You, well, I don't want to give. I can't give anything away. Right. I, I had a couple. I don't. You think did. That no, they would have. There were a couple that I don't think are going to be signed off on. I will say there was one idea that was thrown out of the meeting that was maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life, and the idea of that being presented to people. Up top the luminaries chain. would have made for riveting. I like. I would have wanted to be there. Yep. In fact, I requested to be so. You did. Meeting. I said I, I need to be there when this is pitched to the top of the top, top of the food chain. Hey, uh, happy anniversary, though. Are you. are you doing anything tonight? Thank you. And we got. Uh, you know, Arden is preparing for the debut of her musical uh, at the, the Hawken Player Society. I feel for, like it's early this year. It's always this weekend, apparently. I did not know. Usually it's the combine week. What's crazy about no, that's that's the middle school. Your good memory. That's the middle school. Very Got it. Uh and yeah, so it's wild. They don't have school Friday, but the play opens Friday that's night. Crap. On a President's Day weekend, you, Friday, stop Saturday, it. Sa- Friday, Saturday, and then the following week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I no. can't I can't believe it. You you can't do like on a weekend like the families would go and get out a lot of town. Of on vacation. Yeah. yeah but no, not. This is not. a perfect weekend to go on vacation, given the weather that's incoming. Well, we would have been, had it not been this, we would have been out of town on our anniversary. Novel concept. But now, we were, so we're going to go to the show, the opener on Friday night uh, of The oh. Little Mermaid. Wish her be great. all the best. What, yeah. what role is she playing? She's in the ensemble. So she plays a variety of roles throughout the uh, the course of the evening. All right. Yeah, so I'm very excited for her. So that's going to be a is lot of fun. Is the BF so, coming with you Easy. I don't know. If, I, I'm sure he's coming to a show with like their friends. I'm sure he's coming to at least one. All right. Yeah, they had Valentine's Day. They get oh, yeah, yeah. oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So tonight we're just going to go get a kind of a a quick cash dinner. And then I got to pick Arden up after her. She's her shirt. Dress rehearsal. Yeah, this week it goes to like 10. So yep. Got to get her. And then we'll we'll really celebrate when we get out there. But I run into a little bit of a problem. And I, I don't mind saying I won't say what the place is, but. I had ordered a very nice gift for, for my bride for the fifth anniversary. Ordered it weeks ago. It was said to be 100% here by yesterday. Not. Today's the anniversary. Still not here. So the best it could be do is shipped out today, get here tomorrow. And I'm like, talking to these people, I'm like, what is the deal? Like, you got, just get it done and just get it to me. Correct. I said, because I leave for Arizona on Saturday. That's a whole to do. I just. Let's just make this stuff work. That's what I'm saying. Help, help, so help me out. Now you have to go to her and go, I don't have anything. Well, or you have to overcompensate and go buy something in addition. No, I hope she's not listening. So I ended up getting, because I didn't want to be empty-handed, I got a couple small things that fit gotcha. the theme. And then I'll have, obviously, a printout of, so she can see what the big, the big was. And understand that you did order it with plenty of advance notice. Yeah, yeah. That's I guess those are the breaks. That's what happens, I guess, sometimes out there. All right, our hot topics of the day are presented by Vivid Seats, an official fan experience partner of the Cleveland Browns. I think this is the hottest topic of all. Mailbag edition. I'm even willing. I Me. No. I'm not speaking for everybody. I'm willing. I don't think this is a bad idea. I'm even willing to take some calls and talk to the people. I like talking to the people. I know but you do. you can't blow it. If you give me an opportunity, you can't blow it. So far, the last three times we've done this, I think this Blown is by call idea. three. Yeah. It's fun when it's fun. We're just trying to have a little fun. Can you handle it? 
The Browns today made Get ready, Kev. Get the dump button. The Browns today made the oh, hiring of offensive line coach Andy Dickerson and assistant offensive line coach Roy Istvan official. Here's the press release. Dickerson rejoins the Browns after initially spending two seasons with the team, 2009 and 2010. Including 2010, he was the assistant offensive line coach under the venerable George Warhop. The Hoff certainly remembers that time. He's in his 19th season now as an NFL coach after spending the past three seasons with Seattle, first as the run game coordinator in 2021, and then as their offensive line coach for the last two seasons. Dickerson served as the assistant offensive line coach for the Rams from 2012 to 2020, where he helped shape some of the league's top offensive units. So worked with McVay, so he has some um, understanding of some of the things we do kind of in that zone principle because McVay obviously is from the Shanahan tree as well. Remember Dickerson it w- interviewed with us for the offensive coordinator position and here's what Kevin Stefanski had to say about him quote we were all very impressed with Andy along with his background and knowledge when we first met about our offensive coordinator position. When our offensive line position opened up he was among the first calls I made. Andy loves teaching and will bring a passion and energy that will greatly benefit our linemen. He understands the high standard that room must have in order for our offense to be successful and we know he's excited about being back in the building with this organization. I feel like he was the first guy we interviewed for the UC. He, he was. Yeah, I'm just sad that he and Ben Bloom aren't going to get the joy. It happens. I know. It's tough. Tough business. Yeah. Roy Istvan, the assistant offensive line coach, brings 33 years of coaching experience on the college and pro levels. He spent the past five seasons, 2019 to 2023, as an assistant offensive line coach with Philadelphia, where he helped the Eagles set numerous franchise records and had several individual honors. Obviously, they went to the Super Bowl. Kelsey's been a first-team All-Pro four times while he was there. Lane Johnson, first-team once, second-team twice. Uh, and prior to the Eagles, five years, spent college uh, coaching 28 years at the collegiate level. All right, so here's the question. Is the tush push coming? Philly? I think, I think that that – a little tush push? I think that's – so Jason Kelsey was so good at it, but Jalen Hurts was. I mean, you need a quarterback who squats – how much does he squat, Una, like 800 pounds? Something like that. Watson's strong, but I don't know if he has that. And we, I don't want him – no, I don't – I like we can have a de- Harrison Bryant can be our designated sneaker again, or we can get it's a free agent. We can we'll get to a, that today. We can have a designated sneaker again. I'm fine with that. You know, Mahomes doesn't sneak. Correct. He just runs. Don't do it. So, but we'll run down the maybe field against your team that for 15, 20 yards. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. It is a mailbag edition of CBD. Send your questions to Browns underscore daily at Browns underscore daily on X, and of course you can maybe call us. We'll see. We'll see. Give me. Do you want to give out the phone number? Look at Uno. Uno's running. Uno doesn't even know. Uno, you're he's doing this. He's running his head into the microphone in there like this he's is learned chaos. Well. I've heard the stories of some of the previous calls that we've gotten. Yeah, not great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give great. the people a there's chance, a level. based on the stories I've heard. There, uh, There's a level. I, th- I think we can have fun with it. I think there can be Fine. a sense of decorum and decency. We, we can, we can, let's see how, the, let's right. see how we'll it see. goes. We'll see. We'll um, see how it goes. Uh, we got... Uno, finals of the Brownie Awards. What happened? Uh, the Miles Garrett field goal block is the champion. It beat Greg Newsom's pick six versus the Ravens. It was 61% to 39% in 193 votes. So congrats to Miles for winning that. I really that thought this was going to be closer. Given I thought two, the two of them were just – and the way that Newsom took down Miles' strip sack TD yeah. in the semis, I thought this was going to be – a lot so closer. we've handed out two brownies so far. The Baltimore yes, game was the game of the year. Yes. It's still amazing to me that the Jets game, again, I thought the Steelers game was well overlooked in that voting. And then the Miles field goal block. That I knew was going to win. Sure. Yeah. Should have. Yeah. 
By the way, you have an interview coming up tomorrow with uh, Stephen Bravo Brown. Yeah, that's right. Assistant Special Teams Coordinator. Uh, I will tell you all, it is must listen. It is fantastic, and there is quite a nice little background story about that in a little Miles Garrett play. Oh, there most certainly is. It's very, that. very good. It's well done. I edited the whole thing today. That's you right now. 16 minutes. That's him in a big P. That's good. Only yeah, on Thursdays. Hey, hey better. once is better than that. Uh, obviously, uh, just wanted to take a quick second to say our thoughts go out to everybody in Kansas City, and hopefully there's a point where we can stop having to give thoughts out for people. That would be terrifying yeah. to be at an event like that. And apparently the police are saying it arose out of a, a personal dispute, um, but obviously you don't yeah. like, like to see people get hurt or s- certainly lose their lives in, in something that should be as joyous as, as that was. Yeah, I mean, that's – that parade will be known for one thing, unfortunately. It won't be known for everything that led up to it. It'll be known for what happened right as the speeches ended. And it's just, it, I, I don't know when it stops or when it's going to stop. Yeah. But it, something needs to happen here. There's no question. No, no. And certainly, hopefully, we can, we can get to that point. All right. Anything going on with you, Gibbe? I don't it, it, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a quiet day. Like the weather's not looking great. The weekend's really not looking great. Oh, true. Thanks. It's looking good in Arizona. <laughs> what now? What what's the temperature? Seventy five. See, is that is that warm enough to get into the pool in the sun? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I just I I wasn't sure. You know that's. Florida, like 70 degrees, 72 degrees, it's nice. Am I getting in the pool? I don't know. Uh, like, is it heated? Is the pool heated? What is this a real conversation? Like, of course I'm getting in the pool. The pool is going to be heated. Yeah, it's got to be heated. Well, exactly. The pool has to be heated. It's not necessarily a given. I'd like to be a given. I think it's a given. It's at, on, the, on our uh, Airbnb. It's a heated pool. Okay. Well, then, then, you're, in a, then you're in a good yeah, spot. We'll be, we'll be fine. We'll be safe. God, yeah. I mean, all across the country, the weather is not great. No, it it is uh, it is not great. Look, no. luckily we live here and not on the East Coast. It, it's it's fine. Like it's it's kind of a holiday weekend. We got some stuff going on, but I, I don't I don't know. There's literally nothing going on right now. In well, the football season just ended on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm not. I'm not. I don't know what to do. Come on, we, you guys doing, are on assignment. We're doing position reviews. We're on assignment. You're going to be on assignment, I'm sure. Sooner rather than later, maybe yeah. the month of March. It's going to be great. Um, I mean, it's it's a theme sometimes around here. Most certainly, most certainly is. All right, coming up, we will do our wide receiver position review, and I think this is a very interesting position, one that we will certainly talk about. Uh, we've got the CBD whip, which is going to be a lot of fun. Some stuff from around the league as well in that. And the Griff fact of the day, sponsored by Uno. Because Griff's on, that means that you have you produced this? Yeah, I found this fact and put it together. I don't know what happened. I told Griff, I go, before you leave, because Griff's on assignment too. Griff, Griff is in the Dallas airport. He has a six-hour layover. Oh, man. He departed at 5 a.m. this morning. Well, no, he might be gone by now. We decided, I and I don't know if we're, we're silly or not, but we decided we could have taken a 6 a.m. nonstop to Arizona. So that's a 4 th- o'clock-ish wake-up. Yeah. 
And we'd get there at 8 or 9 in the morning, couldn't get into our place until 4. So it just feels like a lot to get up that early. And I think it puts you, it makes it almost impossible to get on time out there because then you're really getting up at like 1 in the morning out there or 2 in the morning. I don't know if it's 2 hours right now. So we're we're taking a connect out, but we're not leaving until like 9.30. Yeah. Which well, I feel like is much better. It, it's not, uh, we, we did that once. We took the girls, um, it was on our 4th of July week off a, a few years ago. We went down to Mexico and Riviera. Yeah. Um, you know, we had an all-inclusive spot, and we're like, the wife and I are like, yeah, let's go. Like 6 a.m., we go down to Houston, connect, go right in. Everything's great. You know, we'll have a blast. It'll be a good time. Like we got there, and all I wanted to do was go lay down. Go to bed, yeah. I'm like, I feel like we have been traveling for 14 hours. Yep. I, got, I have no interest. I, I The 6 a.m. flight, just because you get there early doesn't mean your body is going to feel like hit the ground running. It is going to be the exact opposite. Yeah. For me. So uh, that's I, – uh, give me a mid-morning, you know, a couple hours, I, fine. As long as I get there and I can get into the establishment, that's that's where I'm at. I'm right there with, with you on that. Yeah. There, yeah. It's, we're not stopping on the way home. Not that you're in a rush to get home, but – you want to, you, you don't want to. You just want to get home. Yeah, yeah you just want to want to get back here. All right, so we got wide receivers. The whip coming up. If you can handle it, maybe even some phone calls. We'll see. Plus, get your questions in for the mailbag if that's an easier way to do it. Uh, you are listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, a sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, Nathan Zagura and Gibbe and Uno and Big Drew, having a great time with you here on this Thursday, before we get into our position review, looking at the wide receivers, I get, I get the pleasure of saying this. Don't miss Billy Joel and Rod Stewart together for the first time ever. Friday, September the 13th at Cleveland Brown Stadium. Tickets are on sale now. Visit clevelandbrownstadium.com slash billionrod2024. That's clevelandbrownstadium.com slash billionrod2024 for more information. It's Billy Joel and Rod Stewart together for one night only. It's wonderful. Good job. Thank you. It's going to be a hell of a show. Now, it's gonna be, of course, it's going to be a great show. Good, good sales. Good job. It's going to be a hell of a show. A hell of a show. You may I've it. seen Billy Joel. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, Billy Joel is an absolute icon. I just heard, like, I, I was driving home yesterday. I'm a big music guy when I'm driving home. And there was, I think there was, he's got some kind of new music out, new new song. I was like, "What is? Who is this?" I go, "It sounds like Billy Joel." He, sure enough, I believe played it for the first time at the Grammys. It was his brand new song. He okay, it live. It was really good. Good job by you, Uno. There you go, Uno. Uno, you are a reservoir of information. <laughs> I try my best. You it's do a good. Cornucopia. You do good. A veritable cornucopia. There's a lot of, of weird knowledge. knowledge in my brain. Yeah, that's good. Right. My mom, the official nana of CBD, she. Has she's praised you and Griff said that they are the two most uh, involved and go getter of our interns that she can ever recall. 
The original Esteban was also excellent. Esteban. Yep. Esteban Uno. Yeah. And the Ocho. <laughs> and the Ocho. Griff. No words. no words. I just like saying Griff. I just I just hope Griff ran into Bo in an airport somewhere oh, in the yeah, United States great. today. That'd be that would absolutely be phenomenal. All right. Uno, speaking of, as we praise you, you and Griff put together a little something about these wide receivers, huh? We did. All right, let's have a listen. I mean, it depends. Like I said before, you know, um, it's really any given Sunday. You have to play your best football on game day, and that's what we preach. That's why I coach Stefanski. He always preaches 1-0 every week, like nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. The past uh, way in the future doesn't matter. It's all about where your feet are, and so we we try to just go 1-0 every week. Watson in a shotgun. Ford in the backfield with him. Deshaun Watson focuses on the center post. It gets the snap. Back to pass. Looking. Floats that. And it's deflected in the air. Lands in the hands of Cooper in the end zone for a touchdown. Somebody for Arizona deflected it at the line. And it ballooned into the end zone and into the hands of Amari Cooper for a Browns touchdown. Just the rhythm of the game, the way it was flowing. Uh, I felt very confident that I could get, you know, 300. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, but it was cool. It was cool. I'm glad we got the dub. Flacco. Back to throw. Flacco throwing right. It is caught on the sideline. Cooper has the first down. Amari Cooper out of bounds to stop the clock. And Amari Cooper has a new Browns single game record. Amari with his 11th catch on the day. That ties his career high. It looks like about a 13-yard gain. That should put him at 265, breaking the record of Josh Gordon. And there it is, official 13 yards. Amari Cooper writing his name in the Cleveland record books. I think as soon as I caught it, because the way that I caught it, I thought somebody was going to be right on me, and I thought they was going to hit me. But once <laughs> I figured nobody hit me, I just turned around, and I just seen nothing but green grass. So, I mean, were you a little surprised when you turned around? I was surprised. <laughs> I'm not a little. I was a lot surprised. <laughs> on fourth down and three, play clock is at five. I don't know if they're going to snap it. Play clock is at two. They do. He rolls right. He throws the middle. It's wide open. Down at the 25, at the 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. It's David Bell. Oh, my goodness. They forgot to cover David Bell. Yeah, no, I was super ready. Um, back backfield receiver whatever i gotta do you know i'm definitely grateful and gonna you know move my best foot forward to get you know get the job done flacco to throw looking left corner that's there touchdown it's elijah moore from one former jet to another former jet and the browns lead 26 to 7. all you need to know is the emotion that joe flacco showed after that touchdown and the emotion that Elijah Moore showed. First down, now 15, back at the 27-yard line. Here's Flacco in the shotgun with Jerome Ford, back to pass, drifts a little bit left, gonna go long down the field. Marquise Goodwin's out there, caught it at the 20, at the 15-yard line. A huge play. And it's now first down and 10 at the 14-yard line of Chicago. On the snap, and here's Flacco rolling near side right, throwing wide open. Tillman caught it at the five, at the two, near the one, and it's first down and goal. Oh man, some great memories there. So, look, good job, good job, fellas. A lot of good memories coming down because this wide receiver group, well, it was pretty good. Well, how about it? Pretty darn good last year. Uh, led, of course, by Amari Cooper, the Pro Bowler. He had a career year with the Cleveland Browns. 72 catches, career high 1,200. And 50 yards also set a new career high in terms of his yards per catch. And we also heard he set the Browns franchise record for most receiving yards in a single game 
that day down there in Houston. And and give a Amari Cooper really was sensational. I mean, I feel like that is really the way to say it. He was absolutely sensational this year and really clicked, obviously, with Joe Flacco. Absolutely. Um, when you needed a play to be made, the, the Bears game, the Texans game on Christmas Eve, how many times like you knew he was the one guy that pretty much was our deep threat. Yeah. <laughs> and time after time after time this season just made the play. And he pros pro. Totally. Handed the ball back and we're back to uh we're back to the next play. He averaged seventeen point four yards per catch this season. Amari Cooper making the Pro Bowl. He is one of the more decorated receivers now in the league, a five time Pro Bowler. He has had over 1,000 yards receiving in four of the last five seasons. He has been a very consistent touchdown producer as well, 60 for his career. And the 17.4 yards per catch, that was the best he ever had in a single season by more than two yards. Second best, 15.1 in 2019 when he was with Dallas. He was a Pro Bowler that season as well. This was his first Pro Bowl with the Browns. In two seasons now with the Browns, Amari Cooper's caught 150 passes for 1,410 yards and 14 touchdowns. He has been really just unbelievable. I'm sorry, 2,410 yards. I was going to say. Yes, 2,410 yards. 150 catches, 2,410 yards. I said that, and Uno gave me a stink eye. Good job, Uno. And I was like, what's he looking like The math like was for? not mathing up. No, it was like, wait a minute. 2,410 yards and 14 touchdowns. Awesome. He was great. Last year, Elijah Moore was second in the receiver position. 59 catches, 640 yards, two scores. Cedric Tillman, 21 for 244 and none. David Bell, 14 for 167 and three touchdowns. And one came on fourth down, and then he had two in that game with Jeff Driscoll against the Bengals. Yeah. Started to show you some things. Maybe we can get something going there. Maybe we can get something going there. Yeah. Marquise Goodwood, we know those health issues really kind of put him back. Four catches for 67 yards. James Prochet, 22 punt returns, 197 yards. So that's a look at the position. Who's under contract for 2024? Amari Cooper's got a huge number. My guess is that would be one that potentially could be reworked by the Cleveland Browns. Amari Cooper in 2024 is going to count $24 million against the, the cap. There's room to to move around here, and to basically make that number go go down. And I think if if Amari was a restructure candidate, the Browns could end up saving you know a pretty good amount there against the cap, about twelve million this year on a restructure. So perhaps that is what will happen with Amari Cooper. Elijah Moore under contract, final year of his rookie deal. Cedric Tillman, David Bell, Marquise Goodwin, James Prochet, Austin Watkins, Jalen Darden, Trinity Benson. Um, back for 24, though, Cooper, Moore, Tillman, Bell, Mike Woods, who was injured, remember, Jalen Darden on a futures contract. The big free agents, Jakeem Grant, who's just unfortunately never been able to be healthy for the Cleveland Browns, Prochet, and Marquise Goodwin. So Prochet was your punt returner last year. I don't, at this point, you'd love to see Jakeem Grant be able to play. You just, I don't know if it's possible, right? It's Achilles, it's AC, it's ACLs. He's had everything that can it's, happen. So sad for a guy who was so good at the top of his game in the NFL. The two years prior to coming to the Browns was a pro bowler, an all-pro, and never really is going to be able to get that opportunity, I think, with the Cleveland Browns. All right, so we got some we got some questions about this room, Gibby? We do, my friends. Uh, where do you rank this position on the list of areas that need improvement? And maybe it's not improvement, it's adding pieces for Deshaun Watson. You yeah. know, I mean, that's 
you know, we, we've seen Ken Dorsey come in now and, and with an eye on, you know, helping Watson take that next step. Where do you see it? Is it one of the top five areas that need to be beefed up going into 2024? Yes, I think that it is. And I think that it's you need to add kind of one piece. And whether that comes from the draft or whether that comes in free agency, I don't think it's going to necessarily be. Now, if you end up, there could be a major shift, but I don't think there can be a major player and Amari Cooper on this roster as it's currently constructed. So uh, my guess is you're adding a piece to that. Gabe Davis makes a lot of sense. A tall, vertical threat. A, a receiver who can get down the field, who can stretch the field. He also would have the familiarity, obviously, with Ken Dorsey, so it's just one that it seems to me makes a lot of sense on paper. Uh, Gabe Davis, for his career, has been, like I said, a good down-the-field threat. 6'2", 225, a former fourth-round pick in 2020. He's averaged 17 yards a catch, 16 yards a catch, 17.5 yards a catch, 16.6. He scored at least six touchdowns in every season, seven touchdowns in three of the four. He's had at least one catch of 49 yards every single year. He is, he's going to give you, you know, 45 to 50 for 800 yards and seven touchdowns. That would be huge for us. We would sign up for that. 100%. Yes, we would sign up for that immediately. So that's, I think that's what, he's the kind of guy you're looking for. That type of vertical threat, proven track record, vertical, the, the connection to Dorsey, it just feels like it all makes a little bit too much sense there for the Cleveland Browns. Well, and if you're looking at the draft, maybe to upgrade in that position, I mean, right now, on the one set of rankings uh, from CBS Sports, I mean, there's five that have a first-round grade. I mean, it, we all know about Marvin Harrison Jr. But outside of that, like, then things kind of fall off. Yeah. I mean, the number, the number eight wide receiver in the class is ranked 50th overall. <laughs> like, right. It, there's, there's a big drop-off. Uh, and maybe you can find guys on day two and day three. We've... We've tried that. Yep. So, you know, I think you're you're really hoping for production from Bell yes. in year three. Tillman, really. And, and Tillman in year two to step up and pick up where Donovan Peoples-Jones was when uh, he was dispatched to Detroit. I feel like you could also just bring him back. I mean, unfortunately sure. I mean, I for him. I couldn't believe Detroit didn't use him. Yeah, and he's a guy that certainly knows how to, to operate in this offense and is reliable, punt returner, all of that. So all right. maybe somebody that could come back. Uh, make or break season for Elijah Moore in season four. He's a free agent in 2025. I mean, we saw some glimpses. Yeah. No, I think that our offensive style this year will be more beneficial to Elijah Moore. I think he's a really good player. I still yes. have a lot of belief in Elijah Moore. I think he's very talented. I think that our offense was so good at getting the ball to the first or the second read, which was typically Amari or, or the Chief, that there wasn't a whole lot for him. I just go back to that Jets game against a very good pass defense when he needed to be the guy when Amari was out, he was. He was the number one receiver that game. So that gives me a lot of hope. In it. I like Elijah Moore a lot. I'd like to see him have a monster season. Yeah. He's another one that I need him on the field. Yeah. Got to stay healthy. Same. Really, really important. Uh, we talked about veteran option better than a player in the draft. Yes. Uh, and how much stock should we take into David Bell's good play late in the season? Uh, you know, it's tough. I mean, Cincinnati was playing their guys, and he was beating yeah. them and made big plays. And hopefully he was so good at Purdue. And sometimes, you know, back in the day, it used to take receivers, I would say, three years or so to become, you know, who they were supposed to be in the pros. And so hopefully for David Bell, maybe in year three, he can take that step forward because he's a, they like him a lot. Very smart, does everything the right way, good hands, 
maybe that'll give him some confidence to play a little bit faster, and, and maybe he can be a playmaker for the Cleveland Browns here down the stretch. So that's something we certainly would like. Yeah, I know that our quarterback, I know, was <laughs> hoping maybe T. Higgins. But T. Higgins is going to get franchised by the Bengals, and then the Bengals are going to trade him to someone. and Or they're either going to keep the, him or they're going to trade him to somebody who's not us. Yeah, they're not going to trade him within the division. So I think that that – no. Let, let's let's get that out of our heads here, and yeah, we can move on from that. Yeah, exactly. I agree. All right, that's a look at the Browns' wide receivers. What do we got tomorrow? Running backs. Running backs tomorrow, and then Tuesday, uh, offensive line. All right, there it is. When we come back, it's time for the CBD Whip. Here, you listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, a sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. When a medical mistake causes you injury, call the medical malpractice attorneys at 1-800-ELK-OHIO, Elk and Elk, proud partners of the Cleveland Browns. Welcome back to CBD, brought to you by BallyBet, a sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio. Time now for the CBD Whip. Uno. Hello. Uno, how excited are you for next Tuesday? Are you going to have are you going to bring your family in attendance like they came out to that coach's show? I don't think that they're going to be here. No, most of them have to work. What about a live studio audience give me for Uno? He's got to run the board. Yeah, I'm going to be in here, so Oh, I, I want gonna... you out here. I want no, you unfettered. Like, who who's going to run things? You're on assignment. Bo's on assignment. Griff's on assignment. You can't just point to random people walking by. We do know him, so that's good. And he's doing, and he's doing. He's got some things, things going on. Yeah, he does some important things. Big yeah. ones. Actually, he's going to be very busy this offseason. Yeah, a little bit. We know that guy. Look Tequila. At I'm not going to look at you. Look at I'm him. not going to look at you. Not going to look. Not going to look. Tequila's, tequila feeling like a legend. All right, Uno, let's go. The crazier story out of San Francisco over the last couple days, was it the firing of their D.C. Steve Wilkes, or was it the players not knowing the overtime rules until they saw it on the scoreboard? The assistant to Pedro, uh, offseason Nate. Nate. I am not surprised. Steve Wilkes and the style of defense that he wanted to play didn't fit what Kyle was most familiar with. Um, and I think you could tell by the way that he got upset in the middle of that, in the fourth quarter, about some things that, the, that, that was last probably, drive. Yeah, the writing was on the wall there. Um, so I don't think that's crazy at all. I think that a lot of people are looking at it as like he's scapegoating him. I don't think that's true. Although you could say, while the 49ers defense was very good early, the Chiefs scored on their last four possessions. Players not knowing the overtime rules. I can you say the- pretty confidently that. They were made aware of the rules. Their their desire to pay attention to those week after week in, in the team meeting may not have been to the level that it needed to be. The use check clip where he says he didn't know if it would be a walk-off touchdown is kind of concerning, though. Like, imagine they scored and they celebrated like they had won the Super Bowl. Yeah, but they all they knew because it was put up on the scoreboard there, and that's when they were all like, oh, really? Like The rules are the rules. Yes, you need to know them, but no advantage or – Anything was gained by 
them finding out at that moment versus not, their goal was still the same. If the offense had scored a touchdown, it would have been a very good thing for them. If you win the toss and you're the player, what are you doing? Maybe I'm just not that smart. I feel like such a big fuss is being made about this. I could see both sides of it. I same. I could you see can, why you would take the ball for the third possession advantage and also the ability to kind of dictate. I would see why getting it second lets you know exactly what you need to do, which is beneficial. I think, again, the thing that I had more of an issue with, not an issue with, but the, the decision that would have kept me up at night would have been whether or not to go for it. And I would have gone for it because then they would punt the ball back to me on third down and then it would look very, on fourth down, I'm sorry, and then it would look actually very good that I took it first because now I have a chance to win. And if you have the confidence in your defense to make the stop, because the pressure is on the offense. Yes. I mean, they forced what? Did they force two fourth downs on that? Just game? one. Just one on the game-winning yeah. drive. Just one. Yeah. Still. I mean, that's – in theory, I mean, that, that, I get both sides like you said. But uh, the firing of Steve Wilkes was a little surprising, but – by the way, all these other coaches, Anthony Lynn to Washington. Yep. Pass game coordinator Clint Kubiak leaves to become the OC. OC. Not surprising. No. Um, assistant line coaches going to other teams as full-time coaches. Yep. I mean, that's – Well, Washington has, I think, their the new Washington GM, Peters, came from San Francisco. Yes. So, he's bringing, obviously, some people there. So, yeah. No, I don't I, I don't think any of it's great. I think we like to – analyze things and so i think much more is being made over the decision in overtime than actually it was in the outcome of the game if if they had kicked that field goal and bosa gets a sack strip fumble they'd say it was genius yeah they just didn't stop him it's my yeah. line they got out executed in the most important moments and they had a guard who if he just blocked chris jones if he literally just stood in front of him. He didn't even have to really block him. He just put his body in between Chris Jones and Brock Purdy. They score a touchdown on third down. Kyle had the perfect play. Two people were open. Ike was wide open. Jennings wide open. It was going to be a touchdown. Yeah, but not happening. But that's like, to me, Too bad. it goes back. It's like Spencer Burford did that. And then a couple of times ago, it was it was uh, Emmanuel Mosley. Just a player making a mental error at the most critical juncture. And that's the difference between champions and, and not. Next. Of the last three Super Bowl losing quarterbacks, which one is most likely to make it back? Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, or Joe Burrow? Totally stole this from Kyle Brandt. I like it. Here's my rankings. I will read you the rankings after we give ours. All right. My rankings would be one in terms of most likely, Purdy's most likely, Burrow is second most likely, Hurts is third. There were 43,000 people that voted on their poll. We'll get there. Baby steps. Joe Burrow was number one. 67%. That surprises me. Brock Purdy was second at 21% and Jalen Hurts at 13%. Yeah. But I, if you're Jalen Hurts, what's going on with the coaching staff? What, who's calling plays and what the hell's going on there? I just think it's harder. And I know he's done it once. I just think it's harder when you're thinking about the gauntlet in the AFC of Mahomes, Rogers is going to be back. Lamar, Josh Allen, our guy, Watson, Burrow, Herbert. There are a lot of big Herbert time, now with a coach. 
big time quarterbacks versus in the end. I just feel like the path back to the Super Bowl in the NFC is the easiest. And the Niners are right now the Super. They're the favorites. They're going to bring back a lot of their people. So I, I think Hurts being third was directionally correct. I think that Purdy Burrow, Burrow is the better player in isolation. But I think Purdy, at least for a couple more years, because remember, he's still on his rookie deal next, this year, this year being now 2024 and 2025. Yeah. So they're going to be able to have a more stacked team around them. If he plays at a high level, they're, it's, a, it's a benefit to them. Next. If you were a team that needed a free agent wide receiver, who would you rather have? Mike Evans, T. Higgins, or Michael Pittman Jr.? Nathan. Is this just for, like, Nathaniel. one season? I was thinking, like... For the next blank years. So take age into account, take talent into account, and all of that. Like, obviously, on a one year deal, there's a more obvious answer, but if it it's was a, an elongated deal, does that change your answer? Mm. I say no. I'm going Mike Evans. I, I want Mike Evans. T. Higgins has proven to be a great number two wide receiver. Can he be the man? He was very much a number one whenever Chase was out. Two years ago, okay. That's when he had his battled some injuries this year. Yes, like let's hope the injuries are well. And then you can watch him dominate games like he did against Minnesota this year. I mean, Mike Evans is Mike Evans, so I'm going to take Mike Evans and hope that I get one or two more good years out of him. Then T. Higgins for me, and then Pittman. I'm not trying to disparage him because he's very good. Pittman would I'd have to have a team like Pittman to me, the team that I would want to have a Michael Pittman on would be like the Dolphins, where I've got two burners in Hill and Waddle, and I need a big physical guy that can make tough catches. I mean, his last two seasons, 99 for 925, that's 9.3 a catch, and 109 for 1152, that's 10.6 a catch. His career's I would point, not have had that. 10.9 yards a catch. I'd have been way off. You don't guess the stats with me. It would have been ugly. In what way? I, I was uh, – Pittman, I would have been like – Maybe 70 catches. No, no. No, he's caught over 200 balls the last two years, over 2,000 yards. But he, he doesn't have an average 11 yards a catch. He's a very different player. Mike Evans is still one of the preeminent vertical threats in the National Football League because he's just so big and he's just so good at it. I mean, he is so good at it. He averaged 15.9 yards a catch. He's never been below. He hasn't been below 14 yards a catch since 2016. That was one time in his career. Career average is 15.3 yards catch. He's got 13 or more touchdowns in three of the last four years. He's got 1,000 yards receiving every year he's been in the league, 10 straight. It's pretty good. I, I, I still think, uh, give me Mike Evans all day. Mike Evans, unreal. He's 1,000 yards every year in his career. Every year. 10 for 10. Yeah. Next. Now that every team has hired their head coach, which coach is set up for the most success now and which coach is in the toughest spot to succeed? Toughest spot to succeed is whatever, Canales. Dave Canales, yeah. In Carolina, that's going to be the toughest spot. Um, best spot to succeed of the new head coaches? Yes. I just think Harbaugh's going to be a success, but he's in the AFC West, so that's not like the best spot. I just think Harbaugh with Justin Herbert is going to be good. I, I just I, I don't know about the whole Pierce running it back in, in Vegas. I think guys that 
do really well as an interim coach may not be the answer. Could be wrong. Like, we'll see. But is it lightning in a bottle? Yeah. Raheem Morris intrigues me in Atlanta. Uh, I was surprised by that. I think Brian Callahan could be very good. I think because he's built a fantastic staff around him. Yeah. And I like Mike McDonald in Seattle. The Mayo hire, I, 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 I don't know what that is. They're a ways away, it feels like. Any yeah. coach was set up to fail, I think, in New England because it's of be tough. what yeah. they have. And you're following Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next. Which of the two Super Bowl teams has the best chance to be back in the bowl next Ooh, year? You're going to go against him? I'm not going against Patrick Mahomes, no. I think that they both have a good opportunity, but I will. we'll see. I think they could be. They, they could absolutely both be back. But I'm not, right now, home, Mahomes is Mahomes. I'm not. I'm done with it. I watched him do it. I'm done with it. I've seen him do it too many times. Exactly. Guy's only been in the AFC Championship every single year. So now Brock Purdy's only been in the NFC Championship two years in a row. Got to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go Kansas City. I'm not. You don't bet against Mahomes. Yep. Next. The final one is fact or fiction. Backup quarterbacks will see an uptick in contract value this offseason. No, fiction. Fact. Why? I, I, if you don't have a good backup quarterback that can make it, like, if you don't have a good backup quarterback, you're done. Like, you, you, the NFL season now is four months? You're done. Five months? You're done. You're done. You're done for what? It depends. I should say it depends how long. What do you long. want? What is your goal in the season? Super Bowl. And you think there's there aren't many backup quarterbacks that are going to allow okay. you to still do that? Okay, but if your guy goes down, yeah. you want to still make the playoffs. You better have a good enough backup quarterback that can do that. And I don't know how many there are in the NFL that can do that even with the system they have. I think the problem is that kind of backup quarterback can only be on a team like the Niners or a team with a rookie quarterback because you can't pay a franchise guy and then spend another $5 million on a backup quarterback. You just can't do it. I don't know. Do I, I feel like you can make the argument like you better start thinking about it. It's over. If you're super if your megastar is out, it's over. It goes back to uh your megastar is the out, Colts uh OC. It's over. Peyton Manning takes all the reps. Because if Peyton Manning goes down, we're SOL anyways. Exactly. That's right. I don't know. That's uh, all I got. By the way, Chris Farley would have been sixty today. Make you feel old? Chris Farley. It doesn't make sixty. It, it's, it's, how long ago did he die? <sighs> Tremendous question. It feels like 20 years. We're close to it. Let's see. I think he was in his like late 30s, early 40s. 1997. So early 30s. 33. 24 years? Do I have that right? Is that a public school? It's 2024, Gibbe. So 24 years ago would be 2000. <laughs> 27. So three more years of that. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> The next you, level is next. I no, saw okay. you look at me, and I was like, nah, no, that's not, not right. No, that is that's not. That's not, not right. right. Not right at all. Uh, all right. Um, I, I, fact of the day. <clears throat> all right. Give me the fact of the day. I've got Genesis Invitational updates. 
Fact of the day, fact of the day, fact of the day, it's the Griff Fact of the Day. There are 13 metropolitan areas that have all four major sports teams. Only one of those cities does not have a championship in this century. That city is Minneapolis, St. Paul. If there's going to be a fun one like this in the future, don't put the answer in there. You know the answer. Don't put the answer in there. You want to do a quiz? If we can get it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I would have gotten it. The 13, so you've got New York, Chicago, Atlanta. They don't have a hockey team, I don't think. They lot they don't have any they did when I was in college. They're gone though. Okay. Miami. Yeah, who are the third? I don't know where the Florida Panthers play, so that's a maybe. I think Miami. 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 Yeah. Yeah, you Yeah, they hosted the NHL also game last year. Yeah. It was down in Lauderdale. Okay. I have them all here. Houston? Yeah, give it to me. Houston? It's Boston, Chicago, Dallas, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, Miami. Minneapolis, New York City, Philadelphia, Phoenix, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. And all of them have at least one champion in the century except for Minneapolis. San Francisco? The Warriors? Yeah. Yeah, they play in San Francisco. Yeah. Their stadium is literally in, in San Francisco. In downtown San Francisco. That's right. They're not, they're, they're not the Santa Clara 49ers. No, I know that you get fired up about that. I know. Who... Did, have the Red Wings won? Uh, the Pistons won in 02. Wow. I don't know about the Red Wings, but I know 02. the Pistons won in 02. Okay. Yeah, that would have been like Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups. Little Tayshawn Prince, so, Rip Hamilton, <clears throat> Ben Wallace. The reason why I questioned San Francisco is I was like, hockey team. And I, I knew basketball with Golden State. San Jose Sharks. It says Metro- they're, yeah, they're calling yeah. the Sharks based in the San Francisco Bay Area. Metropolitan My. areas. That's the San Metropolitan area. San, you they, That's, you're fine. The stipulations I, for this were like within that. a certain amount of miles. Ones. Yeah. No, you're good. You're good on that. No, we could we would have gotten we would have gotten there. I don't know that I would have gotten to Minneapolis. Well, we would have had to go each one and cross it off. Like we would have known Yankees, Celtics. We would have had it. We'd have, I think we would, we might have gotten there. Tiger Woods even through five. Oh baby. Uh leaders are Jordan Spieth and Patrick Kentley at minus four. Through what? Seven and six. We need some birdies, Tiger. Let's go. Tweet, tweet. Kind of. Tweet, tweet. Everybody else is three under in front of him, but they're on like hole 11, hole 12. All right. Coming up, hour number two. A way too early top 10 power pull for a little higher or lower. Tight end position review. Mailbag, maybe calls. We'll see. Can he handle it? Clean Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio. OBM is the preferred copier provider and document service provider for the Cleveland Browns who can tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Time now for a little higher or lower presented by Keep It Fun Ohio from the Ohio Lottery who remind you to set time and spending limits when gambling. All right. Way too early top 10 power poll for the 2024 season. I figure we should put season. our own together. We're going to do our own? Yeah. Okay. 
You know, ESPN did their power rankings. And the Browns were number 11. Which number I 11? Was great. Okay. In the way too early power rankings. Okay. Uh, do you want to go 1 through 10? 10 to 1? Let's do, uh, we'll do 10 to 1. Oof. Okay. All right. Uh, where do you want to start at number 10, buddy? Let's see. I'm almost done here. I got to think about who the teams are that I wanted to. I know. Number 10, like, maybe we should go number one. <laughs> do you have your 10 already? Eh, in my head, I do. You got your 10. All right. All right, let's go. Let's do it right here. Number 10. I've got the Browns. You've got the Cleveland, the Cleveland. You've got the Cleveland football Browns. Browns. I mean, there's a lot of moves that need to be made. A lot has to happen between now and when we play foosball again. But uh, I think that the the team is in place. All right, the, the window's still open. You you got to hit it this year. All right, number ten for me is going to be the Los Angeles Chargers. Hmm. Harbaugh, he wins. They've had the quarterback. They've got the talent. They're going to be number the tools. They're going to be number ten. They're going to be number ten for me. Okay. Number nine. Number nine for me is going to be the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers, right there. Same. That's your number nine. Number nine was the New York Football Jets. All right. Number eight. If he if he's back and plays at the level that he's going to play at, yes, they're going to be quite good. Yeah, going to be just fine. Um, boy, I know this is going to come back and screw me up, and we're going to get to the number one team, and I'm going to have like two teams that should be in the top ten, not in the top ten. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go Lions at number eight. The Lions at number eight. Yeah. Okay. I think they got some things to fix, but I think there's also some stuff in the back of the minds. What happened with that collapse? Okay. It's tough to get back. Can Goff be the guy? Okay. Number eight for me is the Dallas Cowboys. Uno, do you have the ESPN one so we can compare? I, I'm ESPN looking at it right now. Okay. All right. Number eight for me is the Dallas Cowboys. Why? They're still a very talented team. They obviously had playoff disappointment, but I think that's a talented team. I think they're my favorites to win the uh, NFC East again. Um, I like it. I just, I don't know. You don't even have them in the top ten? Dallas? No. Oh, baby. Okay. All right. No, I'm not going down the road. I'm not putting them in. All right. Number seven, I've got Cincinnati, the Bengals. Pains me. No, I'm not doing it. No, I'm going the Eagles at number seven. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I should should swap out and put Dallas at number seven and the Eagles out of the top ten. But that's where I'm at. I think the Eagles, they're still good enough, and they've got the front office that's willing to make moves. Okay. So. All right. Number six, who you got? Right. I'm doing this on the fly. I should have done this in break. I was talking to Yellowstone. Yeah. All right. I'll put the Bengals in, but not willingly. 
All right, Bengals are at six. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns at number six. How about that, Uno? I like it. He likes it. I'm ready. He's right. He likes it and he's ready. I like it. All right, and you put the Bengals there? Yeah. Okay. Um, number five, that's where I have the Detroit Lions. Okay. Young team, feels very sustainable. All the principal players are under contract. Uh, I like the Lions and I like golf. Uh, I'll go Dolphins. Miami. Oh man, that was one of my. I have like my. That's in my four honorable mentions. Yeah. All right. All right. Number four. Figured out. Uh, Buffalo. Same. I don't know. I. They might be too I, high. I, I think they might be too high. Josh Allen's really good though. He is good, and then he proved that. He's like really that's this thing's really cool, by the way. I know. We have to do some. We have to do some clean out. I know. This thing, look at this. This is, a, this is a great find. Look at how it looks on the TV too. It's kind of like Sir Mix a lot. It's pretty cool. I like it. Uh, my number four is ball, Buffalo as well. My number three is the Baltimore Ravens. Same. Number Sucks. Two, number two, Brad San Burns. Francisco. Number one, Kansas. City. Yes, in that order. Okay. All right, Uno. Give me the. Uh, give me ESPN's ten through. And I'll, my four honorable mentions were Houston. Yeah, I the agree. Rams, Miami, and Jacksonville were my four honorable mentions. I had Dallas, Houston, um, the Rams. I don't know if I had another one. Okay. Philly should be an honorable mention too. I'll put Philly. I had there. Philly so that gives me fifteen. All right, Uno, what do we got? Give us ten through ten through one. It is loading. Hold on. Okay. I can give it you, to you. All right, you. give it. Give me number ten. Number ten. The Green Bay Packers. Wow. So they should be on my honorable mentions. That's 16 teams. Okay. Number nine. Houston. The Texans. Okay. Number eight. The Eagles. Okay. Number seven. The Cowboys. Offseason in three words. One more try. Number six. Miami Dolphins. Wow. Number five. The Buffalo Bills. Okay. Number four. The Detroit Lions. Yep. Number three, the 49ers. Okay. Number two, Baltimore. The Kansas City Chiefs. How can you not have the. the and the number one team in their offseason power rankings, the Baltimore Ravens. What are we doing here? So I had. I didn't have Miami, Philly, Houston. I didn't have four in my top 10. So they don't have the Jets, they no. don't have the Bengals. Correct. They don't have the Browns, and they don't have the Chargers. Were the four yeah. that were so different for me. eleven through twenty for uh, the power poll. The Browns are at number eleven. Okay. The Rams at number twelve. Okay, that's my honorable mention. Okay. The Bengals at thirteen. Okay. The Jaguars at fourteen. Okay. Colts at fifteen. Colts. Colts. Tampa Bay at sixteen. What? Where do they have the Chargers? Hold on. Jets are 17. 18. The Squealers. Okay. 19. The Seahawks. Okay. 20. The Vikings. Still no sign of the Chargers. Wow. We're almost there. 21. The Bears. What? I, it gets worse. 22. The Saints. Okay. 23, the Broncos. 
Denver without a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. Of the Chargers? Correct. 24, the Raiders. 25, the Chargers. Wow. I don't – someone has to – now, I'm always high on the Chargers. I know that. But but, but how can you not be right now? It's hard. They finally they're, got a coach. They're better than a lot of those teams that are, are ahead of them, for sure. So they said the offseason in three words, salary cap hell. Well, that the Chargers be. are projected to be $54 million over the salary cap next season. Now, as we all know, the salary cap can be manipulated. It's, yeah, it's malleable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that could result in contract restructuring instead of trading or releasing players, such as outside linebacker Joey Bosa or wide receiver Mike Williams. Yeah. Biggest task for Harbaugh, deciding how to move forward. Yeah, the Broncos don't have a quarterback. The Saints maintaining status quo. At 9-8, and eight, we're just maintaining status quo? Yeah. Come on. I mean, I get it. You're in a winnable division, but... They go 9-8 and eight again, they could win it. Chicago, three words, Justin or Caleb. Vikings, decide on QB. Right. Well, I mean, again, if you don't have a QB, why are you what ranked? What were our three words? <clears throat> Is Deshaun back? The Steelers, find a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Browns was get Watson right. Same. Yeah. Same, same thought. Bengals make receiver decisions. Yep. What do they have for the num- What's for the Ravens? The number one Baltimore Ravens. Busy, busy, busy were their three words. They have 25 unrestricted free agents, including 15 who totaled at least 200 snaps this season. List includes Pro Bowl players, defensive tackle Justin Matabuki, uh, inside linebacker Patrick Queen, Patrick Queen guard Kevin Zeitler. Former Brown. Baltimore have won't have a lot of salary cap space to keep all of its free agents who combine for 24 touchdowns and 42 sacks. Yeah, I good. Think Dobbins, real good. And Edwards are both free agents next year, so they're going to lose both running backs. Yeah. yeah, I mean they proven they can win without them. I don't know. The Chiefs. It says goodbye, Chris Jones, with a question mark. I. Yeah. He said he's coming back. It said at a parade, so it must be I so. I feel like they're going to do whatever they can to keep him. Yeah, he said it. Now, why? So we had this question. Yeah, we had this conversation yesterday. The 49ers, it says keep Brandon Ayuk. Isn't he under contract? Didn't we establish this yesterday on the show? So I thought they picked up his fifth year option. He has one more year left on the fifth year option that they picked up. So if you're on the fifth year option, you're on the fifth year option. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, they picked it up one year ago. Fully guaranteed salary, fourteen point one for the twenty twenty four season. So then it says it headlines. This is an article from Barry. It headlines. This one might take a while, but the top offseason priorities to sign IU to a long term contract, an arrangement that makes both sides happy. You have to prioritize these things. Of course, you want a guy like Brandon IU to be a part of your team going forward. Yeah. If you can keep one, Debo, Debo or Ayuk. Ayuk. Yeah. He's younger Debo's. It feels like breaking down a little bit. Correct. The ESPN article does mention that San Francisco has a lot of big contracts currently on the books. So finding a reasonable deal for IU what, but, is but what your quarterback's making $8.05 an hour. They're paying a lot of people a lot of money, dude. But They're playing McCaffrey. Eventually you're going to have to get to Purdy. So 
Yeah, but you have, you got to make those choices got, down the road at some point. You, right, but you've got time to do that. Um, you have two more years because Purdy is probably a four-year deal. Yeah, Purdy's yeah, he's on his rookie contract. The Niners are paying Trent Williams thirty-one million. Debo twenty eight point six, Armstead twenty eight point six, Warner twenty four, Kittle twenty one, Traveris Ford eighteen, Hargrave fifteen, Bosa fourteen, McCaffrey fourteen, Ayuk fourteen. I mean that is big. They can get significant relief by cutting Debo, Armstead. Those would be the only ones they would even think about cutting. I think. Dre Greenlaw unfortunately would be a, a nine million dollar savings. There's some people that are going to go. That's, hmm. that's the way of it. All right. And we've got some some people making a lot of money on that football team. There, there's a lot of teams that yeah. ha- are going to – their salary cap experts are going to make their paychecks here this offseason. No doubt. That's part of, that's part of, the, uh, that's part of the game. Yep. Part of the game. All right. When we come back, we'll take a look at the Browns' tight end room, and then we've got the mailbag, potentially more. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Be part of one of the most passionate fan bases in the NFL. Join NextGen STM presented by Ticketmaster, the official wait list of the Cleveland Browns. Being a NextGen STM is the best chance to become a season ticket member in future seasons. Visit cleanbrowns.com slash STM to reserve your spot today. All right, time now to take a look at the Browns as we continue our position reviews, and we're going to look at the tight end position. Uno, take it away. David Njoku had a really great year. This year at tight end. Pro oh, I thought, I thought we had a, it's a hot take I thought, coming. I thought we had a big uh, video and or audio. Uh, our other two tight ends didn't talk very much this season, so it would have just been Njoku's highlight reel, and I didn't want to do that to Harrison and Jordan because they had Well, impact. Harrison Bryant caught three touchdowns. You could have put in some of his quarterback sneaks. You could have put in maybe the option play out of the quarterback sneak, which was very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, ooh. Nana, disappointed. With what? No tight end package. She had just she just gone out of her way to praise Uno, and now he just drops the ball. My stock chart at Nana's <laughs> is not looking so good. It was, dude. You were. It was like you were riding a rocket ship, and now it's out of fuel. Come crashing back to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but your face as the you process what I was saying was so great. And it's true. Nan, uh, great. V. V sad. She uses V. It means very, very sad. That's what the kids are saying. Very v sad, sad Nana. Oh All right. My God, it's at 3 o'clock. The ten, what do you mean? That's gold right there. Yeah, well, Anybody who's um, listening to that right now that isn't laughing? Yep. Oh, I'm here for you. All right. And we're back. That's what I would say. I'm here for you. Tight ends. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. The tight ends. The t- <laughs> All right, the Chief Pro Bowl first one deserved it. Eighty-one catches. True or false? That led the Cleveland Browns this year, Gibby. Fact. True. Correct. 
81 catches, 882 we're yards. They were second. Cameras. Six touchdowns. That also led the team. Six receiving touchdowns. So Chief had a monster year there. Jordan Akins was a guy that I thought was going to have a nice year. Coming what, off what of did he have in Houston? 500 yards, five touchdowns, 13.4 yards catch, and just really didn't get many opportunities. When they threw him the ball, he did just fine with it. 14 catches, 167 yards, but really didn't get a ton of opportunities. And that's wild. By the way, the Amari Cooper averaged 9.8 yards. Sorry, you can see her Chiefs 7.2. Aikens, 7.3. So he was kind of right there in that same line there with uh, with David Njoku. So didn't really get as much opportunity as perhaps maybe we would have thought there. 15 catches, 133. Uh, Harrison Bryant, 13 catches, 81 yards. But three of those 13 went for touchdowns, which was good enough for fourth place on the team and receiving touchdowns tied with David Bell, believe it or not. So the tight end room, you got Harrison Bryant gave you stuff as a quarterback sneaker. Chief gave you everything. Great performance, great leadership, all of it. Chief was the consummate professional, forging the flames. He gave you an angry run scepter that he broke because he's such a beast. I think he was the number four seller in the shirts that Kyle Brandt's put out. Number four this season. Should have been a finalist for that award. It's outrageous. You wore a man as a you wore a man like you were doing. Baby Carlos from The Hangover, Gino Stone. Um, all right, so what do we have coming up? Coming back under contract, Najoku, Akins, and then Zaire Mitchell paid on a futures contract. Harrison Bryant is a free agent for the Cleveland Browns, and we'll see. I don't know how much you know he commands on the open market, and we'll see what the, the changes in our, our offense are. I mean, we might get to a point where we can be more of a two-tight end team as opposed to always a three-tight end team. We'll see We'll see what this looks like. Harrison Bryant, though, has been a solid pro for the Cleveland Browns, uh, the former fourth-round pick. He's caught basically three touchdowns, it feels like, every single year. He's had three, at least three touchdowns in three of his four seasons. And prior to this year, he had 238, 233, and 239. So he's pretty consistent this year, dropped down to just 81, averaging 8.9 yards a catch for his career. He knows the system. You're familiar with him. He obviously has some value as a as a sneaker as well. So there are some things there uh, that Harrison Bryant can do. But I think you could draft. I think you could see the Browns draft a tight end here to fit into that room to join Najoku and Jordan Akins. Or maybe it's Zaire Mitchell Payne Simon. He could t- kind of take on that role as the big blocking tight end because that guy is an absolute unit. I mean, you take a look at the Browns 2020 draft class. So these are kids that were drafted during COVID. We were all. Yep. yep, yep. <clears throat> I mean, we were all working from home when this yep. draft happened. Yes. Jed Wills was our first-round pick. He's got the fifth-year option. Delpit. Delpit's got a nice extension. Jordan Elliott's a free agent. Yep. Jacob Phillips just hasn't been able to stay healthy. healthy. Uh, Nick Harris. Good player, fifth-round pick. I I could see him coming back. Yeah, I mean, he and – And then Harrison Bryant was the fourth-round pick there. Correct. And I want to say, was DPJ the sixth? Was the sixth-round pick. Yep. Who else was in that draft from us? Because I feel like we had more than that. I think DPJ was the last pick of the class. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Can't remember. Yeah. But, so. I mean, there, there's there's some guys that did a lot for you um, in roles that maybe weren't noticed a lot. You know, I mean, Nick Harris was our fullback. By yeah. the end of the year, he wasn't even listed as a center on the flip cards that we get on game day. But he started when – he yeah, he was the center when Ethan Posey didn't play. For example, in the last week, he played center for you. Whipler Pake played guard. Um, I think you know Chief is on a rocket ship. He's like Uno was with Nana. Yep, rocket ship. I think that continues. 
Uh, Tommy Reese, I think, brings a, a lot to that room in terms of his ability. I think he's going to play a bigger role in the overall architecture of the offense than maybe our tight end coach in the past have. And, and I mean, that, Petzing probably did. And that's Uno brought this up when we were putting together the questions. Yeah. He goes, do you think he's going to be – is he going to have similar roles to what Callahan had and – you know what O'Shea has, where it's in He'll the game part planning of the process. Part of it. Yeah, because I think he's going to have some concepts from Alabama that that the Browns are certainly going to at least study and, and potentially implement here. I think this room is very interesting because with Chief and Aikens, you're good. Um, you're probably going to try to have that third tight end be cheap, so that could be Zaire Mitchell Payne. That could be a draft pick to kind of come in there. But I think you're in good hands. I think it's going to be more of a one tight end look. You're going to have some two tight end sets, obviously, but. It's not going to be – I don't think we're going to be doing a ton in 13 personnel. I could be wrong. I just don't think we will be. Uh, and we'll see kind of ultimately how that all shakes out for this team. But this is a position with Chief. This is – we now have a superstar there. And you want to see him build on that and, and continue to – or at least maintain that going forward. And I think he has every chance to do so. And when you have a guy like Amari Cooper and you have a guy like David Njoku, you know, again, that's where a, another playmaker, where, where does that person fit into things? Well, that's – the more, the merrier. I would like to think I'm so. I'm of the opinion, where, the more, the merrier. What do you want to see Najoku work on? What, where, where does he take that next step? I want – it's more just I want him to be a guy that, like he did at the end of the season, that's getting eight or nine targets every week. So that's kind of offense, game planning, scheme. He's worthy of it, you know? That's what I want to see. Just continued utilization befitting of his talents. Yeah, I don't like the high up and down. Like, Well, at the um, once he got it going, yeah, he was doing pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. That, I, I want to see that for an entire season. Yeah. Same. So, but that, it, that was a tight room, too. Those guys those guys are all really good friends. Good friends. I remember, you know, when we were out in L.A., like those three were in the pool every day. It was not warm, but they were in the pool they every day, joking around, yeah. hanging out, talking about family, talking shop. Really good dudes. And Aikens, Aikens has a lot of – I mean, he, he played with Deshaun and was successful, caught over 1,000 yards worth of passes from Deshaun, and so – you wonder if this offensive system lends itself maybe to more of the things that Aikens does well because we saw it at the end of the year. We saw some plays down the field. That's where he, that's where he's at. He led all tight ends in receiving yards per catch two years ago. This year, obviously, just didn't play nearly as big of a factor. All right, when we come back, we got the mailbag. Tweet at Browns underscore daily, and we will. I'll give you guys a shot. You got the number? 216 710 0850. This is a very rare treat, so don't blow it. Boy, is it. And once, it, once one person goes off the reservation, it's done. That's it. Clean Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Don't miss Billy Joel and Rod Stewart together for the first time ever Friday, September the 13th at Cleveland Brown Stadium. Tickets on sale now. Visit clevelandbrownstadium.com slash Billy and Rod 2024 for more information. It's Billy Joel and Rod Stewart together for one night only. Time now for Mailbag Thursday presented by Cross Country Mortgage, the official mortgage partner of the Cleveland Browns. When it comes to financing, we always get you home. Visit ccm.com today. Equal housing opportunity, NMLS3029. And again, you can try if you want. If you're if you're if you're committed to being well behaved, we I know we have one so far. Two one six seven one zero zero eight fifty. By the way, we got some good ones. Raleigh Smogman's got some good questions. Bob, we got hey Bobby. Yeah, I, f- I figured I would start with Bobby. Too. All right, go ahead. 
But before I start with Bobby, uh, Reddit work has one by itself, and I didn't want to like do a Bobby question okay. and then switch All right. over. All right. Nathan's favorite spot in Arizona. Paradise Valley is my favorite place in Arizona. My favorite place to go spot maybe is to eat. Um, for lunch, Barrio Queen. I love those tacos. They're just it's unbelievable. It's the best. Get the Conchinita EP Bill, the Al Pastor, Tableside Guac. Do it. Um, restaurants, we really like Lanza de Hermosa. It's this old, small boutique hotel, and then you sit outside by they have these like clay fire things around it. It's a good meal, and just the shadow of Camelbacks over it. It's awesome. So those would be the places. Uh, give a favorite Cleveland non-chain restaurant. I'm not a big chain guy. Like, I will go. It's not a big deal. But, yeah. I mean, most of my restaurants, I don't know if I, I don't know if there's a favorite. Like, I like a hole-in-the-wall bar with great wings. Start there. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Trolley House. Trolley House. That's your answer. Ace's Depot in, in Olmstead Falls is actually pretty good. Every time the train goes by, you spin the wheel, and, like, it's a drink special while the train's going. That's pretty great. cool. It's a great little yeah. concept. That's a great concept. Um, you know, there, there's some there's some really good Italian restaurants. Uh, little Mateo's, uh, Gibbs Butcher. Uh, I, if you, Are you been, related? If you've been to the butcher shop, uh, I'm not, unfortunately. Doesn't mean I haven't put in the reservation and gotten upgraded. Um, the butcher shop itself is separate. It's in another. It's off a of Sprague there. And uh, and two fifty two, but there's a restaurant in downtown Olmstead Falls, Steakhouse, really really good steaks, chops, really good place. There you go. That's in that's in the neck of the woods. There's some other Mike's Bar right down the street. Awesome food. There it is. Great place. And he's got one more for both of us. Uh, side, yeah. Favorite cocktail or beverage? I'm either probably a, a Corona guy, uh, I. Bud Light, or I would do a uh, frozen strawberry margarita or daiquiri. I love that. That's, there you go. <laughs> that makes me so happy. There you go. That makes I'm me at happy. the pool. I would say. In the flow rider. I mean, if it's we're just going out of a can, a nooner. If we're uh, if we're working with, you know, something homemade, maybe a ranch water in the summer, uh, I could do a, a great John Daly. Um, and I can also go for sometimes once a year. Now, as I get older, it's less and less, but every now and then. Uh kissed and vodka is just a delight. Ooh, I like it. I love Sunkissed. Oh, man. They used to have this habanero vodka, and I'd put that in there with the Sunkissed because habanero has a little orange flavor to it anyway, and it was, it was a real treat for me. Bobby time. Hey, Bobby. Would you rather stay in a hotel or an Airbnb? It, it totally depends. It, to- it completely depends where you're staying. It totally depends. I've, I love nice hotels and i love airbnbs because it's cool to have the amenities of being at home and then you can have you know a pool you, you can grow out stuff you can grow right yeah. there it kind of depends on the trip and what you're looking for out of the experience and then some like sometimes the hotel is a better deal and sometimes an airbnb is a better deal so which like when we when we're going out there we got an airbnb because the hotels were outrageous uh, hotels right now are stupid outrageous yep yeah what makes you laugh instantly Go back about 10 minutes on the show. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, go back. Uh, What song best sums you up? I don't know the answer to that. That's a deep thought, and I'm not thinking that way on a Thursday, which is actually a Friday. Um, What was your favorite book when you were a kid? 
Oh, man. Curious choose George. Your, choose your own adventures. Choose your own adventures. I love the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Hardy Boys? I, I was big into the Hardy Boys. Love them. Uh, do you like going to the movies or prefer watching from the comfort of your home? I've been spoiled now. I, I, I got the, the, whole, the Redbox app. Can pull up all the new movies. Can watch from my home. I do like going to the theater on occasion, but it's got to be a movie that I'm really like, I need to go see. There are very few things that I want to go to the to the theater for. Yeah. Very few. And so if if those things that I care to go see in a theater, I very much like. And that's an experience that you want. The big screen. Sure. The effects, the sound, all of that. But I'm very happy now, and we've come – We've come such a long way in our t- home television technology and sound technology that you can have a pretty sweet experience at home. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, I, I'm, I lean towards the home a yeah. little bit more. Yeah. By the way, another great bar, great place in Lakewood, Mary Arts. Great, great bar. I can get you a bar in any city, though. There's no doubt. It, I can get you anything. Nobody, I, I can tell you where to go. Nobody would even question it. Uh, one more from Bobby. All-time favorite comedy movie. Caddyshack. There you go. What's yours? I mean, I love Animal House. It's great. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Same, Similar era. Yeah, exactly. Uh, LS1 Sea Monkey. Uh, this is a good one. Yesterday, the Navy amended uniform regs to authorize sailors to rest their hands in their pockets, which is a point of contention for the crusty sailors. Question, would it bother you if the Stevies lounged around the building with their hands in pockets? No, you should see what we Look, he's doing it right now. He's got say. his hands in his uh, hoodie pocket right now. Yeah, That, that uh, would bother me. I think that he's talking about from a, a standpoint of formality. I don't think that there was ever an established formality here, that what, a military level of discipline. Um, so I can understand why people who went through that would say, no, this is how it is. This is the way that it's done and the, the respect for the uniform and, and the sanding and all of that. But I don't, I'm, I don't know too many people who stand with their hands in their pockets anyway. Like just no. stand with their hands in their pockets? No. Do you ever do that, Uno? No. Maybe in my hoodie pocket, but not in like the pocket of my pants. Yeah. Like it would only be in the what about the cow? Pocket. What about the cowboy here? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm a casual guy. So you'll stand there with your hands in, and you're just like... Yeah. yeah. If you're standing around, like, in a bar... I have a I story for that. you later with me standing there with my hands in my pockets. Okay. But it's funny you mentioned the, um... What do you want to call it? The, um... Not standing around like that. I once got yelled at by an old strength and conditioning coach for leaning up against the wall. Because it was... He was, like, a Navy, or he was, like, a Marine guy. And, uh, it showed a sign of laziness. Did somebody ever try Guilty to... Guilty Did then. somebody ever try to brawl with him at, uh... Holiday yeah. party? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I bet. Uh, right. At Air CBD, the on-air light. Uh, when will I be a permanent member of the show? Great question. No idea. Next. Hopefully in the renovation. Aren't we? I heard we get a renovation. Sure. Uh, maybe we'll be here. Maybe we won't if be. If we can get a third workstation, we certainly can get on-off cough. Well, that's an easy fix. That so uh, was on off cough. No, like not easy. Your swag fix. walking by, running a business. I don't. He's been very serious today. There's yeah. been no dancing. I feel like because I'm here and Bo's not here. Yeah, you don't get it. You don't get. Yeah, the glamour. I, don't, I don't get the glamour shot. The glitz, sad. Yeah. Uh, Richie Fox, if you're going, if you're going to a Cavs game in early March with a group of friends, 
What are you doing leading up to the game? Uh, I have gone to one Cavs game this year, so I can tell you. I went to Barrio, had a few tacos, had a few margaritas, and walked over to the Cavs game. After the game, head on over to the map room. Best dive bar in the city. There you go. There's a lot of options for you. Yeah. Post game. Uh, we've got we've got a few minutes. Do you want I give one? If there's one, yeah. Kevin, are you ready? I am ready. You sure? Is the dump button? <laughs> is everything working? Yeah, that's why delay? I'm ready because it's right it's right next to me, and I got my finger kind of hovering over it. And I've told these people to keep it clean and be well behaved. So we'll see how this goes. Okay. Kyle Infostoria leads us off. Kyle, welcome to Cleveland Browns Daily. Oh, baby. What's going oh, on? Oh, baby. Boys? All right. We're already off to a good start. Let's go. I figured. Don't, don't worry. No no dump button needed. I'm a good guy. I'm here for, good. The, I'm here for the good vibes. I got a good question for you, okay? Yep. Um, I just recently learned I'm going to be a father. Uh, Congrats. Not to, Congratulations. Yeah, within this year. So um, I need some dad jokes. I hear Stefanski likes a good dad joke. I wondered if you guys had any short and sweet dad jokes. Go ahead, give me. Are you a having a boy joke. or a girl? Does that matter for a dad joke? A dad joke is just telling me a joke that's dead. No, no, no. This what? is a serious question. Are you having a boy or a girl? This is a serious question. He's off the. He dropped the He's line off. before I could even right. hit drop. So, okay. He just wanted to hang up and. I listen. don't have here's dad the, jokes. If you're the, having a girl, make sure you have the butcher knife just in case someone decides to sneak into your house when they're older. Hmm. Taking care of that problem. We're pacifists. That was the opposite of a dad joke. That, that was, was not so a dad joke. Blatant. That was scary, <laughs> So. Here's the truth about dad jokes. Is they're just jokes, but then your kids make fun of you for doing them because they think they're corny or they're not cool or you're not using the words that they use or you are trying to use the words that they use. So all jokes, once you become a dad, honestly, become dad jokes. Especially as your kid gets older, they're the one who's going to tell you, they're going to be the judge and jury for what is a dad joke and what is not. Unfortunately, it's just the way that it goes. Anything that is observational comedy, anything that is true, usually, or anything that is punny, they're going to call that a dad joke, even though they're funny. They are funny. And good. I like them. Yeah. All right, Kyle, good job. Kyle, good luck. Congratulations. Yeah, good luck. Best of luck. Keith in Brook Park. Oh, baby. Keith, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you doing today? Good. How are you, Keith? I'm doing good. Um, what's been bugging me about the Browns that I like to know about, and it's to be a dull time of year, so I really need any kind of football info, is from Jack Cochran on, uh, all the injured players, if you have an update today or if you can look into it and find out how each of the each of the players are doing and what their status might be for OTAs and for um, training camp coming up in July. Yep. Keith, thank you. I would say – You should have dumped on that, Kevin. What did he say at the end? Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> I did not hear it. I didn't hear it. Well, it's good. I think I We did. dumped it. Yellowstone heard it. <laughs> Is yep. he laughing? Yes. <laughs> I, I missed it. I missed There's it. a reason why we don't do yep. this. All right. That's it. Keith, no, that's job. fun for everybody. I, I okay, was on top on of track. it, Keith. Everybody's on track. We'll see how it all plays out. But I know guys are here working hard, rehabbing, trying to get back. I think the one person that you just can't possibly say if they would be ready to go week one would be Nick Chubb. I just don't think there's anything to say it after the devastating nature of that injury. Other than that, you know, Deshaun's looking, is trending well. Jed, Conklin, DeWand, Delpit, you know, all the other, Rodney McLeod. I'm trying to think of who, Grant Delpit's fine. Delpit would have been able to play if we went one more week. 
Um, so I think for the most part, we're in, we're in good spot there. Uh, one more from Vic Flair. We get the Hoff half hour on Mondays during the season. I think Jim Donovan should be on for after further review Tuesdays next season. It's a great idea. I like it. He's, in a, he's got a lot going on, man. He does. We'll see if we uh, we'll see what we can do. I mean, after the further review, becoming a, a star powered segment. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's this week's mailbag. All right, we'll be back. So much more to come. Cleveland Browns Daily, eight fifty, ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right. Tomorrow, loaded show. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Loaded. We got the running back position preview. Mm -hmm. We've got an exclusive with Stephen Bravo Brown. We got an exclusive with... Who's the assistant special teams coach. Yep. And who was the special teams coordinator in the Shrine game. I also had cool stories you pointed out about the uh, Miles Garrett blocked field goal that won the Brownie play of the year. Yep. We've got an exclusive one-on-one with Ephraim Banda the team's safety safety coach, who was the defensive coordinator in the Senior Bowl. Uh, And that's a banger as well. And then what else you got, Gibbe? We'll hear from Ken Dorsey tomorrow. Uh, Kevin Stefanski on the Rich Eisen Show. Oh. Steven make an appearance? (laughs) He does have a good Steven joke. He does a good Steven joke. That's a dad joke. It's a dad joke. So write that down. That's a dad joke right there. All right. I'll be on assignment. I'll I'll talk to you guys next Thursday. Yeah. Everybody have a great weekend. It's Griff Day. Great ho- Don't forget holiday. it. Next Thursday. Oh, I'm aware it's Griff Day. Griff Day Thursday. Yeah, Griff Day. Uno's birthday, birthday Friday. Friday. Oh, man, it's the Griff Uno. Jeez. Two-man power trip. I love it. For Gibbe, for Uno, for Big Drew, Nathan Zagura saying the next level is next. Thanks for listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.